this morning as we're looking at back to school and celebrating that and our partnerships in the community, I want to share with you a message that I'm calling Back to Basics. Back to Basics. And thinking about that um, in our lives, what are those basic things, what are those foundational things we need in our life? You know, as we were preparing our kids to get ready to go back to school, they start tomorrow morning, you know, I was thinking about my own education, and if you've been around NCC a little bit of time, you may have heard me tell some stories. We moved a lot, and so I went to seven different schools from kindergarten to 12th grade, and I'm not talking about going from like elementary to middle school to high school. I'm talking different school districts, different cities, different states, like we moved around quite a bit. And I remember my eighth grade year, I'm walking into Roosevelt Elementary in West Orange, New Jersey. We had just moved from a small town in Arkansas. And it was culture shock, you guys. My my whole eighth grade class was larger than the population of the town I moved from in Arkansas. Okay, so just to kind of give you a picture of that, of the culture shock I was going through. Really large school, probably the largest school I'd been to at that point. And walking into eighth grade class... I went to the office, got my schedule, and all of the eighth grade classes were on that second level. So I get my schedule, go to first class. It's in room 204B. So I think this can't be that hard. I just go upstairs. I start walking past the classrooms like 201, 202, 203, 204A, but there is no 204B. And so I think, you know, this can't be that hard. I've been to a lot of schools at this point. So I'm going to find this. So I just start walking up and down halls on the second floor. And I'm thinking, someone's not pranking me, right? Like this class exists. I'm not the only one in it. And so I'm like all around. And then the bell rings. And I start to get nervous. And I'm like panicking. I'm an eighth grader. And so I'm kind of getting scared. This is my first day of school. I'm walking into a new school, a new class. The teachers don't know me. I don't want the teacher to be mad. And in case you need a reference, this was eighth grade Aaron right up here. I think we have a photo of me. Um, just so you can see what I look like. So I'm, I'm super nervous on this first day of school, right? That's eighth grade Aaron right there. And I'm getting ready to start crying, walking up and down these halls because I cannot find this classroom. And thankfully, my good friend Sherilyn here, we became good friends. She walks up to Sarah. She was a little late for school that first day as well. And she says, do you need to know where your class is? And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Yes, so she helped me find my class, and it was down a different hall. And she's like, the rooms kind of connect with this back door, so that's why it's down a different hall. And so thankfully, the teacher wasn't mad at me. Everything went great that first day. And I was remembering that panicking feeling. And kids and students, I would love to tell you all of those things go away when you get out of high school or middle school or junior high, but they don't. And I was reflecting on how adults, we still have moments like that, right? Maybe a job promotion, maybe a job change, like, hey, you're looking at a different job. Could be buying a car. Do I buy this one? Do I buy that one? It's a relationship, right? Do I ask that girl out? Do I ask that guy out? You know, all of those things that we face in life. And it's so difficult because sometimes we're trying to do it on our own. And it's like me in eighth grade walking around hoping I'm just going to stumble on the class but really having no idea where to look, not knowing the direction. And how much better is it in our life when we have someone walking with us that knows the way or they know where things are at or they know the direction that we need to go. And when we talk about our relationship with Jesus, that's what it is like. That's what we're talking about, about a God who wants to be near to us, who wants to be close to us. And church, he knows your future. 
He knows the direction that your life needs to go. He knows the areas that you need to work on and where you need to head. He knows all the decisions that you're going to have to make and all of the possible outcomes. He knows that. And so this morning, that's what I want to talk to you about. Or what are some of those basics and foundations in our relationship with Jesus? How does that help us in our life when we have some of those basics and those foundations down? Now, I would love to tell you I could answer all of your questions this morning, but I can't, okay? And what I loved about going to different schools, and if we'd start at the beginning of the school year, was usually the first or second week, first two weeks of school, the teacher would just talk about kind of a review, right? So as a new student, I could always know, okay, am I good? Like, what did I learn? Am I missing anything at this new school? Did I already learn what everyone else in the class learned? And so that's kind of where we're going to be at this morning. This is just, hey, what are some of those basics that we need in our life to remember as we're walking, as we're living this life in our relationship with Jesus? So the first thing I want you to think about as it comes to the basics in our life is this right here. Never stop talking. Never stop talking. Now, students, this is bad advice for school. Okay, let me just say that. Your teachers may, may get mad at you. And I remember, I don't know if you guys remember your, your elementary school report cards. And so I always did pretty good in school, like got A's and maybe some B's, but mostly A's, like reading, math, history, all of that stuff. But then there were the behaviors. Do you guys remember those? Did you get those? Like the behaviors. And in behaviors, you got like a V, an S, or an N. Like very good, satisfactory, needs improvement. And I was good on everything except when it came to talking. And talking, I always got an N. And the teacher would write in the comments, Aaron will not stop talking in class, okay? I mean, they probably knew I was going to be a preacher or a communicator or someone that talked a lot because I love to talk in school, okay? And, and I'm not really talking about conversations that we have maybe with each other. I'm talking about the conversations that we're meant to have with God. Never stop talking in the conversations that we're meant to have with God. This is the idea that Paul writes to the early church about. So if you have your Bibles, turn this morning to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. And once again, this guy named Paul who wrote quite a bit of the New Testament this is the, the part of the Bible that's after the time of Jesus, and, and he's writing to the early churches. Christianity is spreading to different cities, and churches like this are popping up in different areas, and people are talking about what does it mean to be a Christian, and how do we follow God, and what should our lives look like? And so this is what Paul writes to them about their life and the way that they're living. This is what he reminds them of. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says this, Rejoice always. In every circumstance, no matter what you're facing, difficulties, rejoice always. Then look at verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Paul's saying, never stop talking to God. Whatever you're doing in your day, you're at work, you're at school, you're at band practice, wherever you're at, never stop talking to God. Be in this constant communication with God. And then he says in verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances. Then if you have your Bibles, I want you to highlight this. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. If you've ever scratched your head and thought, what do I need to be doing? What is it that God wants for me? Like, what, what's God trying to do in my life? What is it that God is speaking to me? This is it right here. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for your life. This is what God wants for your life. Never stop talking that we would be in constant communication with our creator, with the God that loves us and that wants to be in relationship with him. That's God's desire. 
that's God's will for our life is that we would speak to him. And I know in this church, and, and this is amazing, we have so many of us that come from different church traditions and different church backgrounds, and then others of us, like we didn't grow up in church at all. So when I say prayer, there may be a lot of things that come to your mind. Like maybe you think about certain prayers that you say kind of routinely and you have to say the right words and you repeat them in a certain way and that's how God hears us. So maybe that's a tradition you came from or I don't know all the words I'm supposed to say when I pray or maybe you're like, I don't even know how to pray. Like I've heard people pray over their food that God would bless it, but really I don't know how to talk to God. And so talking to God, this idea that Paul is talking about, it's really simple, you guys. It's just having a conversation with God. And sometimes to never stop talking to God, to pray without ceasing, it's just as simple as saying, God, you're here in this moment, and I recognize that. God, you're right here with me in the classroom, here in my home, while I'm going to the store, while I'm at work. God, I recognize that you're present here with me, that you want to be close to me. God, you want to have a conversation with me. And so just acknowledging that of God, you're, you're next to me. You're walking throughout my day with me. You're going wherever I go. Sometimes we have this image of God kind of like the principal in school, like you don't want to get sent to the principal's office or you're going to get in trouble. But this is a God who wants relationship with us. And he wants to have a conversation with us. Sometimes prayer is as simple as, hey, God, I need help. I've got to make this decision at work. I've got to talk to this person at my job. God, I have to decide what to do here in this circumstance, or God, I don't know what to do in this relationship. I don't know what to do with this situation. God, I need your help. There are no certain words, no certain formulas. You don't have to have gone through any religious training to just have a conversation with God. And so you guys, sometimes in my life, it's as simple as just telling God what I'm doing. Like, hey, God, I'm driving to work. I know you know that, but I'm just having a conversation with you. And I'm just talking to you. I'm inviting you into this moment that I'm in. God, I'm recognizing that you're not far off in the distance. Like you're not out there in heaven somewhere on the other side of the galaxy. God, you have chosen to dwell with me right here in this moment. God, you want to be near to me. And Paul's writing to the early church and he's reminding them of this. Never stop talking to God. Now, maybe when you think about that, you think, well, Aaron... I can't really do that like I'm at school or I'm at work or I have all of these things. My life is way too busy to do that. So when you hear that, you think, well, that's for some monk, right, on the side of a mountain that doesn't have a real job and he just lives up there and he doesn't have anything else to do or talk to God. Or maybe you think that's what crazy people do. So my kids and I were just watching we love Lord of the Rings and Hobbit. And do you guys remember Gollum, right? And he's always kind of talking to himself and you're like, that's pretty creepy and that's what crazy people do. Maybe they're the ones that are always praying. But, but having a conversation doesn't mean you're standing up in your workplace or students, you're standing on the cafeteria table saying, hey, I'm about to pray everyone. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about, like I said, acknowledging God, you're here in this moment. And if I need help, Lord, you're with me. And God, you said that your spirit dwells within me and that I can ask for direction or I can ask for guidance. I can ask for help or, Lord, I can just have a conversation. You want to be near to where I am at. God, you want to be a part of my day every single day, every moment. Lord, you have chosen to draw near to me. This is a God who loves us so much that he was willing to leave heaven 
and to come and be born as a baby, to be born as a human so that he could be near to us, so that he could be close to us because he wanted to restore that relationship that was broken inside of our lives. This is God's desire is that you would never stop talking to him, that there would be that foundation of communication with God in your life. And can I tell you, we need this because there are moments where we feel powerless, right? And we're facing situations in our life right now that, that seem like no one else has faced a time like this or gone through things like this. And yet we serve a God who is so powerful. And so when we don't know the direction, when we don't know where to go, when we don't know where to turn, God is an ever-present help in our time of trouble. God is with us through every situation that we go through, and he wants to have that conversation with us. And so, church, I'm challenging you, build your life on that foundation of never stop talking to God. Let there constantly be that open communication in your life. And so this is what I want to challenge you to do this week. This very simple for this foundation is think about those moments or those kind of routines in your life. It may be when you wake up, could be when you eat a meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner, could be before you go to bed. So many of us, we have smartphones. And so you can set like however many alarms you want to at different times during the day. So maybe in between class or in between meetings or different things that you have. And students, make sure you turn this on vibrate because I don't want you to get in trouble in your class, okay? But when you feel that go off in your pocket or when you feel your phone bright, that vibrate, that alarm going off, just stop in that moment and acknowledge, God, you're here with me. You're present with me right where I'm at, God. Is there anything you want to say to me, God? Is there anything I want to share with you about my day? Lord, do I need to ask you for help? Once again, if you don't have a phone or you can't set alarms, just think about those moments where you can pause this week in between a meeting or in between something you're doing or on your way to work or coming home at different times in the day and acknowledging, God, you're present with me in this moment. Lord, you desire to be near to me. And so, God, I'm not going to stop talking to you. When I wake up in the morning, when I go throughout my day, Lord, I'm going to give thanks for every way that you've blessed me. God, all that you've done in my life, Lord, when I need help and when I need your wisdom, God, I'm simply going to ask for it. Lord, I don't know what to do in this situation, but Lord, I'm praying that you're going to direct me and that you're going to guide me and you're going to show me the way that I should go. There needs to be that foundation in our life where we never stop talking to God, where we're in that constant communication with him. The second foundation that I want to share with you, those basics in our life that we desperately need is this. Don't just read, reflect on it. Don't just read, reflect on it. Here in the Escamilla household, we love reading. So if you ever come over to my house, when you first walk in the door, this is something that you'll see. When you first walk in right across from our door, we have a library, okay? And you can see three bookshelves full of books. And um, just in case you're wondering, I've probably read like 90 to 95% of those books. I absolutely love reading. I read books on marriage, on parenting, on leadership, on spiritual development, on all different kinds of things. I never want to stop learning. I love books, and so I love reading. But I don't only like reading books like that that are on leadership and learning. I love reading fiction books, okay? So a couple of years ago, I came across this series. It's called Jack Reacher. They made some movies, so some of you guys may know that with Tom Cruise. Um, but I loved reading the books, and there are like 25 of them. 
And so I was talking with Joseph, one of our spiritual directors. We were talking about books that we love. And, and I said, you know, after 25 books, they all start to feel the same, okay? Like at book 19, I'm like, I feel like I've read this before because it's the same story. It's Jack Reacher, and um, he's an army MP, or he used to be, and he stumbles upon these bad guys, and he's got to fight them and battle it out, and then he saves the day, and um, everything turns out good by the end of the book. Like, it's kind of that same story over and over again. But I'm like, I'm already 19 books into this thing. Like, I just got to keep reading. And so um, this year, they're coming out with book 26, and I'll probably get it. And I had to start making notes to remember what books have I read, what books haven't I read. And sometimes when it comes to reading, we're like that, especially with the Bible. Of like, oh, I just got to get through it. Like, I got to read it. And and we feel like, hey, I've got to finish sometimes every year. Like, I got to finish the Bible every year to make sure I've gotten through it all and and I've got to get this. But the power of the Bible isn't just that we've read it. It's when we reflect on it. It's when we open our lives and allow what it is that God is saying to speak into the deepest parts of our hearts. It's not some spiritual checklist of, God, I read my verse for the day, or I read my chapter, or whatever it was that I was supposed to read, and now I can go on with my day. It's when we're saying, okay, God, you helped write this. God, you inspired this. You spoke this. And so what is it that you're trying to say to me? And we see this in Scripture. If you still have your Bibles open, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says this, All Scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. God is saying his word that he gave us, it's useful in our life for what we're going through, for understanding how we're supposed to operate. It talks about so many different things. And God's saying, I gave this to you so that you could know about the relationship that I want to have with you, so that you could understand the purpose and the direction and what it is that I'm desiring for your life. This is God's desire that we would open up his word and not just read it to get through it, but that we would reflect on it. God, what is it that you're trying to say to me? How is it that you're wanting to speak to me? This is so vital for each and every one of us. That's why here at NCC, you hear us say it over and over again. Scripture shapes our lives. That the word of God shapes who we are and what it is that God wants to do inside of us. Scripture shapes us. Over the past couple of weeks, um, Pastor Caleb and I, have been going through this master level kind of course on the Bible. And it's talking about the history and the origin of the Bible. And one of the things that they highlighted that I love is they said, you know what? So many of us, we come to the scripture and we think this is just a moral book, right? Like we read this, there's a few things that we have to do. And if we end up reading this and we do those things, we can become good people. And that's why the Bible exists. God is telling us how to live our lives and how we're supposed to behave. But if that's all we see in Scripture, we've missed the point of the Bible and of God's Word. Or others of us, we read it and we see these kind of heroes of the faith, right? We see these amazing people and we think, well, maybe I'm just supposed to try to be like them. And if I could try to be like some of these great people in the Bible, then then that's how I'm supposed to live my life. Like that's what the Bible is about, seeing these good people and I'm trying to be like them. But we miss the point of Scripture. a matter of fact, when you read the Scripture, these people aren't so great, Like they struggled and they went through things and there was difficulty in their life. And this isn't like the history of Christianity or even of the Jewish faith. God gave us this word to show us that he wants a relationship with us. That he desires to be near to us. 
And this isn't about just trying to be like some good people in history and trying to live a good life. I mean, you read this and there were murderers, there were adulterers, there were backstabbers, there were liars, there were thieves. And these are the heroes of the faith. And these aren't people that we should be like, hey, we're trying to be like them. I mean, they were broken just like we were, like we're broken. And what scripture shows us is, hey, in spite of all of that, for thousands of years now, God keeps loving us. Church, God keeps pursuing us. He keeps saying, in spite of your brokenness, in spite of the mistakes, in spite of no matter how many times you mess up, I still want to be near to you. I still want to know you. I still want a relationship with you. In Scripture, over and over again, it's showing us this plan of God wanting to redeem us, to draw us back into a right relationship with him. And church, when we open our lives to God's word, not just when we read it to get through it, to make sure we finish whatever we're supposed to read today. There's something that happens on the inside of us. Hebrews 4, chapter 4, verse 12 says it like this. The word of God, it's living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's penetrating as far as the soul and the spirit of both the joints and marrow. It's able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of your heart. See, when you open God's word and you read it and you allow it to begin to work inside of your life, it gets down into the deepest part of your hearts. And you start to think God's spirit begins to lead you and direct you of of how you're thinking. What are your thoughts? What are the intentions? What are those things deep inside of you that can separate us from God and that hinder us from being in that relationship with God? That's what his word is doing. Church, we're not just called to read it. It's about reflecting on it and meditating on it and allowing his word to get inside of us. This is the foundation that we desperately need inside of our life. So one simple thing that I want to encourage you to do this week with this foundation is to not only read God's word, but to reflect on it. And this is how I want to challenge you to do that. So many of us, as I mentioned, like we have smartphones or different devices and you may have the Bible app. If not, it's a great app to have on your phone. Um, the Bible app, it's called Version. But in that app, I've done this quite a bit with different guys that I've discipled. And sometimes we do it as a family where we just pick a Bible reading plan. They're really simple. They're short. Most of them are like three to five days. Some of them are longer if you want to do that. But, but even just pick a short one. And it could be with a family member. could be with a friend. You can even just find someone in the church and say, hey, want to do a Bible reading plan? Let's do it together this week. And you can go on there and add them as a friend. And and you guys are both reading the same kind of passage of Scripture. Sometimes there's devotionals with them. But what I love is after that, it says, talk about it. And you have a space just to put, hey, I think this is what God is saying to me. Or this is how God's challenging me off of what we've read today. Or this is even what stood out to me. And church, let me say this. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to have gone to school for this. Just to simply open up God's word and say, okay, God, what is it that you want to speak to me? Maybe it's, God, I need to be a better wife. I need to be a better husband. Maybe it's, Lord, how am I treating my friends at work or the friends that I have? God, maybe you're challenging me in that way. God, you want to talk to me more. And so it could be around prayer. It could be around faith. You're carrying worry or stress in your heart. And God's saying, hey, I want you to bring that to me more. There's a lot of things that scripture talk about. And so I want to challenge you this week to simply do this. Find someone 
and say, hey, let's do a Bible reading plan together, and then let's just share with each other how we're reflecting on that, what it is that God is speaking into our heart. Because we don't only want to read Scripture, we want to reflect on it. And church, I want to encourage you with this. These are some of the basics of our life. A God who wants to be in relationship with us, who wants us to talk to him. A God who's given us his word to shape us, to form us, to direct our lives in the way that he desires so that we can be in a close relationship with him. And as I mentioned, this isn't something to just get through and you get on to kind of the good stuff or the more important stuff. This isn't just a problem to get past. This is a process to build on. And that's my desire. There's going to be a lot of things that come at you in your life. But when you have this kind of foundation of God, I'm talking to you. And God, you're close. You're present with me with what I'm going through. God, I'm not just reading your word. I'm reflecting on it. Lord, I'm allowing it to challenge my heart and to grow me and develop me and to shape my life. When you have that kind of foundation in your life, other things are going to come, but they're not going to crumble your life. Your life is going to remain strong because it's built on a great foundation. And I want to encourage you in that, that there are those basics in our life that we need that God wants to build on. And we want to be those, that kind of people and that kind of church that is allowing God to build on that solid foundation in our life of talking with him, of engaging with scripture. And so I want to pray for you this morning. I'm going to ask if you would bow your head and close your eyes. And you may be here this morning, and maybe when you've thought about God, it's not the image that I talked about, about a God who wants to be in relationship with you. But that's who he is. That's what scripture talks about. That's what the Bible shares with us, that he loved us so much. He was willing to come and take our place, to take death upon himself so that we could be restored back into a right relationship with God. And if you're here this morning and you would just say that, Aaron, maybe you've been around church a lot, but I'm disconnected with God. Or I've never started a relationship with God. I've never wanted to be close to God, but this morning I want that. Or maybe you're just joining us online and you could be scrolling through Facebook or someone invited you to this. I want you to hear me. There is a God who loves you dearly and deeply desires to be close to you. And if that's you, I'm going to lead us in a simple prayer. And I'm going to ask everyone to pray this with me, even if you're watching this at home, you may be around your living room, on a couch, or you may be around the kitchen table, wherever you're at. I want you to say this out loud because I don't want anyone praying this alone. Let's pray this together. Jesus, I come to you. I need you in my life. I know that I've sinned, I know that I've messed up, but I want a relationship with you. So I invite you into my life. Be the savior of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Give me a brand new start. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Now, church, can we just put our hands together and celebrate for anyone who prayed that prayer? If you prayed that this morning, I want to encourage you. The Bible says that heaven celebrates and heaven's rejoicing and throwing a party this morning. And 
I just want to encourage you with this. If you're starting a relationship with God or maybe you've just felt disconnected from God, we don't want you to start that journey alone. And so we have an amazing team of people here at NCC that want to walk with you. I don't want you to be like me in the eighth grade, eighth grade kind of wandering around lost, okay? So we have people that want to walk alongside of you and encourage you and pray for you. And so there's a simple way you can connect with one of our team members if you'll take your smartphone and you can just scan that QR code that you see right there on the screens and um, just take a moment, let us know, hey, I prayed that prayer, I'm disconnected from God, but I want to start a relationship with Him. And we're going to reach out to you because once again, we don't want anyone taking this Christian journey alone. We want to encourage you, celebrate with you, and pray for you as you start this relationship with Jesus. So go ahead and take a moment and you can do that. And I'm going to lead us in one more prayer. We do this every week, but I'm going to encourage you not to just repeat what I pray, but to have a conversation with God. And there may be one of these foundations of maybe talking to God, and that's difficult for you. Maybe it's opening God's word and really taking moments and reflecting on what it is that God wants to say to you. But just ask God in this moment, Lord, can you help me this week to do these things, to build my life on this kind of foundation? Once again, there are no special words that you have to say. Just be honest with them. God, I'm not really great at this, but I want your help, Lord. I want to be someone who knows you better, Lord, and who has you as those basics in my life, Lord, that foundation of my life. So let's pray together this morning, church. Lord, we come before you, God, and I'm so thankful you're a God who loves us. Lord, you're a God who wants to be near to us no matter where we're at, Lord, no matter what we're going through in our day. God, you desire to draw close to us. And so I pray, help us to be that kind of church, Lord, that never stops talking to you. Lord, we're inviting you into every moment of our day that you are with us, God, that you are near to us. Lord, I pray as we open up your word that we wouldn't just read it. Lord, we would reflect on it. Lord, we would, God, stop and listen to what it is that you're saying to us and how you want to encourage us and challenge us. Lord, how you want to shape our life. Lord, let those basics and that foundation be there in our life. And Lord, as we do that, as we build our life upon those basics and those foundations, Lord, let it pour over into other people. Let it spill over into other people. God, the love that you've given us, the peace that you've given us. God, the joy that you bring into our life. Lord, we want to affect others, Lord, with the impact of who you are in your love. So God, let us be that kind of church that reflects your goodness to those around us. I pray this in your name. Amen.